0: Can you hear me now? I'm back. Let us pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we praise you, we adore you, we thank you, we love you, Lord. And we just look to you today for a word from you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for watching over us and taking care of us, Lord. And we just pray for... Heart, son, the Father, to be open and receptive to your word. And, Lord, let the Holy Spirit uh, flow in our lives, Lord, and let us just grow in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Last week we had a skit, but this week I don't have one for you. What I'd like to talk to you about this morning is perspective, not my perspective, not your perspective, but what I want to talk about is garden life from the vine's perspective. Garden life from the vine's perspective. So the vine will be doing the talking. All right. And what is perspective? Perspective is point of view. The capacity to view things in their true relation or relative importance. So we're going to look at garden life from the vine's perspective. Let's turn to John chapter 15. The vine and the branches. Mm-hmm. we're just going to introduce some characters in this. Uh, Like I said, I don't have a skit, but you can play a part today. All right? right? You can play a part today. And what I'd like to introduce to you is that in this session is that we have God the Father as the gardener. God the Son. As the vine. God the Holy Spirit as the fruit. And if you're a disciple, you can play the branch. Or the branches. So if there's any disciples in the house today, raise your hand. Then you all get to play a part today. You get to be a branch on the vine. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're just going to walk through this. I'm just going to walk through this. And we're going to walk through this together, all right? So we're going to kind of like dissect this thing. Remember what perspective is. It said it's the capacity to have, to view things in the true relationship, true uh, perspective, in the true relationship uh, or relative importance. So that's what we're going to look at true relationship or relative importance. It says uh, 15 and 1 says, I am. The true vine. So we just said the characters, right? We we stated who the characters was. We said that God the Son is who. The vine. Y'all stay with me now. All right, stay with me. He says, "I am the true vine." So who's talking again? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. He says, "I am the true vine." So he's he's stating his um his relation, his true relation. Okay. He says he's divine. Okay. And he goes and he says that. And my father is the gardener, so he's stating this true relationship as the vine, and he's stating this relationship what with the gardener. He's saying that what his father is the gardener. Amen. Amen. He's saying he's the vine, and his father is the gardener. All right. Okay. Let's 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 move on. And it says he cuts off every branch in me that bears. No fruit. How many know that the gardener is interested in bearing fruit? If he's a good gardener, right, he's going to be looking out after the garden. He's going to be looking out after the vine, isn't he? So therefore, he wants fruit on the vine. He wants fruit on the branches, right? So therefore, let's see what he's going to do. So if there's no fruit on the branches, then what is he going to do? Well, let's see what he says. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. How many know the gardener doesn't want a fruitless branch? Is that you? Is that you? Right? He doesn't want a fruitless branch. He says that while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it so that it will bring forth even more fruit. Okay. So we still got the gardener. Who's the gardener now? Like I said, we're doing this together. I ain't got to this by myself. <laughs> huh? Just because I'm up here. I don't have to preach this alone. Y'all can help me. So we've got God the gardener, and now he's going to prune the branches that what? That bear fruit, but he's going to prune them so they can bring forth more fruit. Okay? So you may be a branch that is bringing forth some fruit, right? And what fruit are we talking about? We're talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You can find that in Galatians 5 and 22. It love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, um, what's that, self-control, right? All these are the fruits of the Spirit. So the disciple, remember, who's, who's the disciple? Right, so you're also the branch, right? So what he said, every branch in me that beareth fruit, he purges it, he, or he prunes it, or he cleans it, right? Or he does some cutting around it, right? And sometimes that cutting might be trials and tribulations in our lives. James 1 and 2 says, What? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials and temptations. For the trying of your faith, or the testing of your faith, bringeth forth what? Patience. So what is it doing? It's bringing forth the fruit. So he's pruning. He's pruning the branch, right, so they can bring forth more fruit. Yeah, yeah. So if we don't ever go through anything in Christ, then how can we call ourselves a productive branch? Yeah. How can we call ourselves a true disciple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So that's what we want to do. We want we to allow God to what? Prune us and cut back those unfruitful parts of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what unfruitful parts? So what you talking about? I ain't got no unfruitful parts in my life. Those sinful habits. Right? We all still got sinful habits. Right? Let's be honest. But as disciples in Christ, that what? That, that, that God, he, he prunes us. He lets us go through some things, right? He might allow you some things to be taken away out of your life. Right? Like maybe your job. Maybe your loved one. You suffer some stuff, right? Right? It's not that he doesn't love you because he loves you. Because why? He's trying to make you more fruitful. He doesn't want you to stay to yourself and be unproductive or a dead branch. He wants what? He wants the life of the Spirit of God living through you, which is what? It comes from the vine. The vine produces the life. The branch has no life except it what? the vine. I'm going ahead of myself. Let me get back on track here. He says, you are clean already because of the word I have spoken to you. Now he says that, now he gives this command. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So we see that what? The only way that we're going to produce fruit of the Holy Spirit, that we have to remain in the vine. Who's the vine? Who's the vine? All right, stay with me. So by us abiding or remaining in the vine, it causes us to be fruitful. The fruit is not ours. The fruit belongs to the vine. It's a product of the vine. Because why? The gardener planted it. The gardener planted it for his glory, not for your glory. Right? So, therefore, we don't live our lives for us because if we're living our lives for us, then what we've done is we pulled ourselves from the vine. Right? Now we become a branch that is dead and disconnected from the vine. And we have no life in us. Right? So, therefore, we become a lifeless branch. And you know what they do with branches, right? Dead branches. They pick them up and throw them in the fire. I'm ahead of myself again. (laughs) But he said you have to remain in the vine. Who's the branch? So you represent the disciples, right? So we see that there. If we go back in John chapter 6, it talks about Jesus was talking about he's the bread of life. Okay? And he started speaking that I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread of heaven. That if any man eat of me, he has life. Now, he was talking to the disciples then. What happened is that the disciples had a problem. Some of the disciples had a problem with what he was saying. And he said, you have to eat of my body. And they're like, this is a hard saying. Who can accept this? Now, look at the irony of this. John chapter 6. Verse sixty-six, John six six six. In John six six six, some of the branches or the disciples that were following Jesus, after he told them that they must eat of his bread or eat of his uh, flesh, that they said, "This is a hard saying. Who can accept this?" They said, "From that day, they, they moaned and grumbled amongst themselves, and they said that." From that day, they turned away. They turned away from Jesus, and they never came back. Are you that kind of branch? Are you that kind of branch? The way I said, would you start to follow, and then when something becomes too hard for you to accept, you said, I'm out. I'm gone, and I'm not coming back. So we, we see that. We can start off in the vine. We can start off walking with the Lord and say that we want to be his disciples. But when hard times come or something that we can't receive, we, we step out on Jesus and say that, you know, no, Christianity is not what I thought it was supposed to be. How many people, you know, that started off walking and said they believed, right? Because it's, it's going to be a test time, right? The testing time is whereas we go through trials and tribulations, either we're going to stand in our faith, or our faith is going to fail. Amen? Let's go back. He said, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in, in the vine. He says, go back again. He says, I am the vine. Who's talking now? Okay, he says, I am the vine. You are the branches. The branches are the disciples, right? Said. If a man remains in me, and I in him, it's twofold, isn't it? You remain in the vine, you remain in Christ, and then what? Therefore, he remains in you. If you leave Christ, you, you walk away. You see that what? After the disciples walked away, they never came back. So did they have life in them after they walked away? I don't think so. You have to stay connected to life to have life. Right? So he said, if any man be... In Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You have to stay in Christ to see the production of or the manifestation of the fruit of the spirit. You can't get out and think that God's going to honor you and keep you on the vine. Because what does it say? That any branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes it away. He cuts it off. Who wants a dead branch on the vine? Who wants dead limbs on their tree? Sucking the life out of the rest of the body. Just like this. One bad apple spoils a whole bunch, doesn't it? So if you have something that is lifeless connected to something that has life to sustain, you can have friends, right? And one of your friends is a bad apple. What is, it, what is that friend doing? He's trying to spread poison to the rest of them. Trying to what? influence. So that's why I said that. If we look at God's kingdom, this is actually an example of God's kingdom. God doesn't want unbelievers in the kingdom of believers. Right? That's, that's against his word. That's against his will. We see that the will of God is what? That everyone come to the knowledge of the truth, right? And then actually bear fruit. Because we are exactly, we're examples of Christ, right? Christ, what, humbles himself? Become a, became a, a living sacrifice, right? Poured out his life for us. Now, it's in turn, we do the same thing, right? We humble ourselves before Christ and allow God to what? Minimize us and we become a, a, an, an offering. We become that sacrifice also. We allow uh, the, 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 the Holy Spirit to flow through us that when people look at us, they don't see us. They see God. Right? Because the food is not ours, is it? It's God's. Excuse me, I'm dry up. So let's continue on. If anyone does not remain in me, mm-hmm. he is like a branch. That is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. We already talked about that. Because uh, you don't want to be a useless, lifeless, dead branch. Or a disciple that truly doesn't believe or is not connected to Jesus. He's saying that there has to be some evidence in your life. There has to be some evidence in your life. I said, somebody stole my prop. <laughs> if you are a gardener, you want to see fruit on the branch, luscious fruit on the branch, right? How many would go to a store and they would find this empty, this, this little <laughs> empty? How many, would, how many would buy it? Because why? There's no fruit on it. There wouldn't be any fruit on it. So therefore, that as believers in Christ, God wants us to be examples of his son. He wants the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. When people experience us, they see God. They experience God. Therefore, what? He said that now we, we bring forth more fruit because why? When they see God... Then they become believers. Why? Because of Not because of us, it's because of the Spirit of God flowing through us. We became believers through Jesus, right? So others will become believers through the Holy Spirit in us. We are just living examples and a testimony of Christ's work that was already done. We continue the work. Didn't he say, Greater works will you do? Greater, he said, Greater works will you do. So we have to remain in the vine before we can continue the work of Christ. Because we don't want to be a fruitless branch. Amen. We don't want to be unbelieving, dead disciples. Yeah. Lifeless disciples. Yeah. We don't want to be that we?
1: Let's bear fruit. Yeah,
0: sir. Yeah, sir. Continuing on. If you remain in me, mm-hmm. and my words remain in you, Ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. And then that's basically saying your prayers will be answered. But as you continue to grow in the grace of God and allow God's spirit to flow through you, you won't be praying selfish prayers. You'll be praying prayers that are lined up with the will of God. Right? So that's what he's saying. If you... Whatever you ask for, he will give it to you, because he knows that what? You're in line with his will in the first place. Right? And that's how we that's where we want to be. We don't want to be like, oh God, bless bless this for me and give me this and give me that, give me that. You're looking for your own agenda. Not God's will. We we pray the prayer. Let thy will be done, let thy kingdom come. Right? Then he starts to work his will in your life, you're like, not that, not that. Take that back. No, I didn't want that to happen. Okay, but we want God's will to be done in our lives. And God's will is for us to be fruitful, productive believers. Fruitful, productive branches that's connected to the vine. The vine is Jesus Christ. Amen? Okay, let's continue on. He says, I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive. And I'm on the wrong chapter. <laughs> you excuse me. That's all right. That's all right. It was almost lined up, didn't it? <laughs> Pages flipped on me. It says that uh, this is to my father's glory. It's to the Father's glory that what? That your prayers, that you ask for, and that he makes the request for, and that he, that he answers, right? It brings glory to the Father. Because why? He wants his will done in the first place. Right? Why would he not want his will done? Just like I say, the, the gardener, he's planting the vineyard. He wants fruit to come about in the vineyard. That's glory to the gardener, isn't it? The gardener goes out into the, the vineyard and he sees all these beautiful grapes just flourishing. He's just like, yeah. Praise Amen. the Lord. So he's bringing glory to the Father for production of fruit. He brings glory to the Father when he sees us lining up with his will, praying his will, seeking his will and allowing the fruit of the Holy Spirit to live out in our lives. He said, this is uh, the glory of my... that you may bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. That's the bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going to be disciples of Christ, God wants us to allow the fruit of the Holy Spirit to live out in our lives. When that does happen, it will be glory to the Father. Because his will is being done, and the fruit is being produced, and it's being multiplied through us. Amen? Amen. 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 And to end it all, it says, So from the vine's perspective of what the gardener had in mind was the branches to bear much fruit by remaining in the vine. Amen. Amen. That's the message for this morning. Maybe you have not decided to become a disciple or a branch on the vine, but you still have an opportunity. Or Jesus gives the command, or he gives the call, to come unto me all that labor and who are heavy laden He say, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you will find rest for your souls. If you're wandering out there and you're trying to make your own way, And you don't understand which way is up, which way is down, which way is right, which way is left. That Jesus Christ is calling you. He's calling you to be a disciple. Will you stand? Deacons and the ministers that will be walking the aisle, you can come to Jesus. Because Jesus is calling you. He wants you to be on the vine. He wants you to bear fruit. Fruit to the glory of the Father.